What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and I have some good news for you guys. This week is our last week of preseason football, and then we're on to the regular season. So next week is probably going to be our big preview episode where we'll run through divisions and winners and losers and and all that good stuff. But that's next week, and I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. But this week, I'm going to be going over my favorite player on all 32 teams in the NFL. And now this could be for a variety of reasons. It could be their play on the field, it could be the interest off the field, or it could be something totally different entirely. We've got a lot of guys to cover, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. First off, with the Arizona Cardinals. For the Arizona Cardinals, my favorite player has to be Larry Fitzgerald. I just think the the effort that he's made on the field with the team staying with him his entire career since he was first drafted third overall in 2004 to now is in and of itself very noble. I mean, you look at guys like Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, guys that have stayed with their team their whole career. I mean, you have to respect that right off the bat. But not only is he an extremely talented football player, he's also made waves off the field, famously going and getting his four-year degree, which is something that I think is really cool. He made an effort. I mean, he's an NFL player. When he retires, he could just go off and get an analyst job and not really have to worry about it. But he made the conscious effort of saying, you know what, I'm going out and getting my degree. And that transcends anything he could have ever done on the field. Not that he's not a talented player, but that is why Larry Fitzgerald is my favorite player on the Arizona Cardinals because of his dedication to the team on the field and his dedication to get better to himself off of it. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons, and my favorite player, although a little bit unconventional, has to be the center, Alex Mack. Now, first off, Alex Mack spent his first seven years of his NFL career playing for the Cleveland Browns, which in and of itself is makes him quite the trooper. It's something I probably wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, the early 2010 Browns. But after he joined the Atlanta Falcons, he was the definition of excellence for that team. In his three years with the team, he had a total of eight penalties, including one in 2017. Now, everyone knows the center is kind of like the quarterback of the offensive line, and it doesn't run smoothly without a strong signal caller. So I'm excited to watch the Atlanta Falcons this year really improve their offense. And I think if they do, it'll be in large part to what Alex Mack has been able to accomplish with that offensive line and with himself under center. Keeping the theme going with unconventional picks, next up we have the Baltimore Ravens. And my favorite player on the team is the kicker, Justin Tucker. Now, Justin Tucker has been the definition of excellence for a number of years for the Ravens, never posting a field goal percentage below 82% during that span, which is crazy. His worst season, 29 for 34, which most teams would kill for to get on a regular basis. He's also money from deep. He's, he's never posted worse than 40% from 50-plus, which many many teams struggle to find a kicker who can get to at least 40%, if not above. I'm excited to watch what Justin Tucker can do this year because he's always wowed us with his consistency at a position that's been largely undervalued. So my favorite player on the Baltimore Ravens, Justin Tucker. With this next pick, I'm going a little bit more traditional. It's the Buffalo Bills, and my pick is my fantasy quarterback, Josh Allen. Now, last year, Josh Allen only threw for 2,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, but his arm strength is never a question. 
He can also make a lot of plays on the ground, and he's a really fun guy to watch. My favorite memory has to be last year, him dismantling the Minnesota Vikings, hurdling them, scoring, throwing touchdowns. He was really doing it all on the field. And when he was quarterback, the Bills had a 5-6 and six record, and I don't think that's an accident. So I'm excited to see what he can do and build off of that last six-week span of the year when he was the number one quarterback in fantasy from weeks 12 to week 17. So my pick for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. All right, now we're going back to kickers. For the Carolina Panthers, my favorite player, Graham Gano. Now he's my favorite for probably a different reason than it would be for other players on this team or other players on this list. My dad was a Washington Redskins fan and has been his entire life. And before Graham Gano was a kicker on the Panthers, he was a kicker for the Redskins for a number of years. And nothing was funnier to me than watching the visible disappointment on my dad's face when it was a close game and Graham Gano came up to either ice the game, win the game. Basically, anytime he kicked the ball, there was visible frustration and disappointment because he knew he was going to miss. My, favorite, my dad's favorite words were, God, no, when it came to the Redskins kicking the ball. So, Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry that I gave you PTSD, reminding you of him, but... That's one of my favorite guys and one of my favorite memories of watching football growing up. So my favorite player on the Carolina Panthers, Graham Gano. Next up, we've got the Chicago Bears, and I'm rolling with quarterback Mitch Trubisky as my favorite player. So when I was a junior in high school, Mitch Trubisky was a senior in college, and my athletic director was a huge fan of UNC, uh, you know, in basketball and football as well. And so he always invited me to come over to his house and watch UNC play on Saturday nights. And I just remember watching him, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, just miss open receivers time and time again by a good five to 10 yards. And I thought, man, good luck at the next level. But then imagine my surprise when he's drafted number two overall in the 2017 draft. Now this year, he took some major steps forward, throwing 24 touchdowns, throwing for about 3,200 yards and he was a big reason the Bears were in the playoffs. Now, I'm excited to see what he can do this year because many people have the Bears as maybe a dark horse or maybe a favorite for a Super Bowl pick. And whether or not they get there will be indicative of Mitchell Trubisky's success or failure as the Bears quarterback this year. So I'm excited to see what he can do, and that's why Trubisky is my favorite player on the Chicago Bears. Next up, we've got another guy that I drafted in fantasy football, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver, A.J. Green. Now, since he's come into the league, there's no doubt A.J. Green is a top five wide receiver, posting 1,000-yard seasons in six of his first eight seasons in the league. But obviously, he's faced a lot of injuries, and now he's re uh, recovering from torn ligaments in his left ankle and is doubtful to start the season. But when he's out on the field, there's no telling what he can do. I mean, I think he's the reason Andy Dalton is still a starting quarterback in the NFL to this day. But all of that is for nothing if he can't get healthy. So I'm wishing A.J. Green a speedy recovery, as well as being my favorite player for the Cincinnati Bengals. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns. And this one was a tough one. I mean, you look at it top to bottom. You've got a mix of young, talented, really fun guys. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Nick Chubb, David Njoku, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, but 
You got to go with the signal caller. My favorite out of all of them, Baker Mayfield. And the media gives Baker such a hard time saying, oh, he has to create a narrative, create a chip on his shoulder. But he shouldn't have to do that because he's a Heisman winner. He's the number one overall pick in the draft. Like, you know, they're telling him to calm down. But it's fun. It's really fun to watch. His beef with Colin Cowherd is must-see television anytime they link up or anytime Colin Cowherd talks about him. It's just awesome. And to see him be successful and, you know, still have that sense of arrogance. If he has to do that, that's fine. They're a very talented football team, and they could win a lot of games if they can put the pieces together. And it starts with Baker Mayfield. So that's why I'm excited to watch the Browns play this year, and that's why Baker Mayfield is my favorite player on the Cleveland Browns. All right, we're hopping over from the AFC North to the NFC East with the Dallas Cowboys. And... Probably out of everybody on that team, I'd have to say Amari Cooper. Just because of the sheer talent that he has and the ability that he had to single-handedly, it seems like, turn around the Cowboys offense. I mean, before that Amari Cooper trade, the Cowboys were struggling, they were under 500, and their offense really lacked direction. But after that trade, everything seemed to turn around. They were a talented team on the offensive side of the football. They were scoring a lot of points. And Amari Cooper had, you know, 800 yards and nine touchdowns in just those few games that he played with the Cowboys. And he's a big reason why they're in the playoffs. And he also completes probably one of the more talented quarterback, running back, wide receiver trios that we've seen in the league. I mean, you can make an argument. There's a lot of guys out there. I mean, Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster. But these guys are really exciting, and they're a really good football team. And so I'm excited to see what the Cowboys can do this year and what Amari Cooper can continue to do, especially because I have him in fantasy. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos. And for those of you who missed our fantasy football preview episode, I told a little story. So last year at this time when I was drafting my team, all the reports were that Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay were equals. You know, they were about the same. They were going to go 50-50. It's kind of a coin flip either way. So I said, you know what? Okay. So I took Royce Freeman. Turned out to be a poor decision after Philip Lindsay rushed for 1,000 yards with nine touchdowns and also added 35 catches and 240 yards receiving. But I think Philip Lindsay is my favorite player just because of what he's been able to do, you know, being an undrafted free agent coming onto the team, rushing for a 1,000 yards, and making the Pro Bowl is no small task. And it seems like even now the Broncos are trying to force him out and fit Royce Freeman into that role. But Philip Lindsay is a very talented player, and I'm excited to see where this year takes him. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions. And this one's kind of a tough one for me. I don't know. I'm just, there's not really a lot of Lions players that I like. But there was one that stood out to me um, because of some things that he did last year with with a different team, though. Uh, and that's C.J. Anderson. So most of you know C.J. Anderson spent the majority of his, of his career with the Denver Broncos. But he was signed late last year by the Los Angeles Rams after a mysterious injury seemed to plague Todd Gurley. And C.J. Anderson lit it up, you know, rushing for over 200 yards and doing a lot of work for that Rams team. Probably one of the reasons they went to the Super Bowl. 
And I know the, the Lions have on Johnson as their starting back, but I'm excited to see what C.J. Anderson can do and if he can keep that streak alive. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers and my favorite player, another unconventional pick here, David Bakhtiari, the left tackle. Now, I was a little bit unsure, so this offseason, Hayden sent me a, a post where they ranked 10, the 10 best players to start your team around that are not a quarterback. And he was the only offensive lineman on the list. And I thought it was a little bit ridiculous until I started watching a little bit of video on him uh, and just seeing really what kind of player he really is. Uh, So there's this thing that he does, which is unlike most people I've ever seen, where if you watch the snaps on most plays, he's moving, his back leg is, is moving as the ball snapped. And that basically gives him an edge over any defensive end trying to rush at him because he's moving with the ball, like as the ball's coming back to the quarterback. And, you know, he's he's one of the best highly rated offensive linemen in the league and for good reason. Uh, but another unconventional pick and, you know, you can't overlook offensive line. I mean, unfortunately, I know that all too well being a Colts fan. Uh, you know, shout out Andrew Luck. But yeah, my guy, David Bakhtiari. Next up, we have the Houston Texans. And for this one, I'm going to go with Charles Omenahue, our first NFL player to be a guest here on the podcast. Uh, I just had a lot of fun talking with him and, and getting to know him and beating him in Madden a few times. Um, but, you know, just being able to have that conversation with him and, and get to know him on a, on a deeper level, especially a highly rated guy like himself. You know, you can tell that he's working hard. And even though he's a fifth round pick in the draft, he's ready to make waves with, this, with the Texans this year. And that's really cool to see, especially because he can learn behind guys like J.J. Watt. Uh, so my favorite player on the Houston Texans has to be Charles Amenahue. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts. And my favorite player on the Colts now has to be T.Y. Hilton. I just really admire the way he's always willing to put his head down and work. Doesn't cause a stir in the media. Doesn't call out any members of the team, even when we were you know, just downright terrible. Um, he's got passes from Andrew Luck, Matt Hasselback, Jacoby Brissett, and it seems like it'll be Brissett for the foreseeable future. But, you know, I just really appreciate how many yards he's been able to put up, the plays he's been able to make under the conditions that he's had to deal with. So my favorite player on the Colts, T.Y. Hilton. Next up, our third team in the AFC South so far is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and my favorite player is Jalen Ramsey. I just love the way he's able to trash talk and and back it up on the field too. I mean, obviously the the Jaguars had a less than optimal year this past year, offensively, defensively, all the way around, but I'm excited to see the steps that they'll take. I mean, the defensive defensive unit is stronger this year, and they're probably going to win more games, and with more games comes more Jalen Ramsey trash talk, which is something I've really grown to love. So my favorite player on the Jacksonville Jaguars has to be Jalen Ramsey. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. And my favorite player on this team is, it's a little bit tough to admit uh, because, you know, being in the same conference and, you know, we were competing with them for a while. They knocked us out of the playoffs this last year. Which is why it makes it a little more difficult. But my favorite player has to be Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's reinventing the way you can throw the football. He threw 50 touchdowns last year and he shows no signs of slowing down. I mean, they've got great weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Running back, they're a little bit weaker with Kareem Hunt gone, and the defense isn't as strong as what it used to be, 
So they're going to have to rely a lot more heavily on what Mahomes can do. But it seems like he's in good hands with Coach Andy Reid, and he's got Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, Travis Kelsey, and Sammy Watkins to throw the ball to. So, you know, I think he'll be okay. All right, we're through 16 so far. We're going to take a quick break, be right back, and we'll finish off the second half of the NFL teams. Next up, we have the San Diego Chargers, and my favorite player is Keenan Allen. Similar to T.Y. Hilton, he puts up big numbers, but isn't a big name in the media. He just puts his head down and gets to work. And I think there's a place for both in the NFL. I mean, I really enjoy watching, you know, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry be outlandish and, and um, you know, exciting players to watch. But there's something to be said for guys like Keenan Allen, who have gotten 90 plus catch seasons the past two years, a thousand plus yards, and added six touchdowns in each of those seasons. He's a big reason for the Chargers success, and I'm really excited to see what he can do with the team moving forward. Next up is the Los Angeles Rams, and my favorite player, this one's kind of an easy one for me, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald has been the face of the Los Angeles Rams defense since he came into the league five years ago. And in those five years, he's been named All-Pro first team four times and he's only getting better this past year he sacked he led the league in sacks with 20 and a half and 25 tackles for loss if the rams are going to repeat in the super bowl it's going to be largely due to the fact that aaron donald is an excellent interior defenseman defenseman and i'm excited to see what he will do as the rams enter this next season Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins, and my favorite player probably would have to be Albert Wilson. And I was excited to see what he was doing, showing out in those first few games uh, of the season where he really got a chance, because previously he'd spent his past four years with, with Kansas City, and he never eclipsed 600, uh, 600 receiving yards. But this year, or last year with the Miami, it seemed like he really had a good shot until an injury ended his season. But I'm really excited to see what he can do, where he can grow as a player, because his catch rate's up, his yards per game are up. Everything looked good. He even had more touchdowns than he's ever had in the seven games that he played. So hopefully he's got a good quarterback throwing the ball. I don't know who it's going to be, but we'll hope for the best. Next up is the Minnesota Vikings, and my favorite player has to be Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has an insane story and his path to the NFL, and I don't want to get into all of it, but if you want to check it out, I mean, he wrote an article for the Players' Tribune, uh, there's articles everywhere. It's amazing. A D2 player had to pay his own way for a tryout, then made it to the Super Regional Combine, then got a training in camp invite from the Vikings, and slowly worked his way up the depth chart and is now part of one of the best wide receiver duos in the league with Stephon Diggs. He just works hard, has a lot of fun, and he's primed for a big year this year, and I'm super excited to watch him play. And it's just, it's a great lesson in perseverance and working hard and being able to accomplish the things that, that you want to do. So favorite player on the Vikings, Adam Thielen. Next up is the Patriots. And as much as I hate to say it, my favorite player is Tom Brady. Uh, he knocked the Colts out of countless playoff games, uh, you know, time after time. But he's one of the best to do it and for a good reason. Now, you can call him a system QB you can say whatever you want to. You can say Belichick makes him what he is, but he's still a pretty good football player, and he's been doing it for a long time. And from the sounds of it, he may continue to do it. Uh, you know, when when Tom Brady retires, it's going to be one of those things where we regret taking him for granted and all the times that, you know, all the great plays he's made and, you know, just being that smart quarterback, you know, the guy that you can really rely on. 
Uh, but favorite player on the Patriots, unfortunately, Tom Brady. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints. And instead of going with Drew Brees, who probably would have been the most popular you know, pick with most people, I'm going with his favorite target. No, not Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is another great example of guys like T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, who put their head down, worked hard, and got rewarded for it. Michael Thomas signing a $100 million contract this past offseason. And the Saints faced a lot of disappointment the last two years. I mean, the Minneapolis miracle, and then that questionable no-call obviously should have been pass interference uh, against the Rams in the championship game. But this year, they're poised to go back again. With a great defense, great offense, Michael Thomas is going to be one of the keys to the Saints' success this season. Next up, we have the New York Giants. And this one was a tougher one just because there's not a lot of talent on the roster. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was a force last season in his rookie year coming out of Penn State. Uh, and he did what many people thought he did, potentially even exceeded expectations. But this year, with the loss of Landon Collins, the loss of Odell Beckham, a lot of the young star players of the Giants are gone. And it's going to be up to Saquon to determine how well this team can do. Now I think he's capable of carrying the load on his own. And he's a physically dominant player. One, one of the best athletes in the league that we have, regardless of position. And one of the main reasons also that I like him is he's a really good character. Now, normally it's kind of difficult because, you know, with running backs, that tends to be an ego-filled position. I mean, you look at guys like uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who's had a lot of off-the-field issues. Very talented player, but hasn't really had an opportunity to humble himself. But it feels like with Saquon Barkley in the nation's biggest market, he's... He's done that, and he's a really cool guy to watch, and I'm excited to see what he can do in the following seasons. Next up, we have the Jets. And for the Jets, I'm going with Quinnen Williams. Like, like Saquon Barkley, he's a physically dominant player, uh, you know, but he's also such a funny guy. I don't know if you guys have heard um, his interviews that he's had. Uh, he, he was talking about how uh, he got mad at and he couldn't wait to play with himself, but then he's like, oh, wait, no, no, not like that. Uh, he's just like a quirky guy, you know. He's a big, three hundred pound, six foot, you know, six foot five, interior defenseman. But he's also got braces, you know. So it's very intimidating, but at the same time, a lovable, likable guy who's going to be a core for that Jets defense for years to come. So New York Jets, Quinn and Williams. Next up, we have the Oakland Raiders, and there's a lot of directions I could go in this one. Uh, you know, I could take A B, but. I, I don't know. He's been talked about far too much, and we just haven't seen that. You know, we don't know what he's going to be like this year. But I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro. Now, for those of you who don't know Hunter Renfro, he just finished his his uh, his eighth season at Clemson. Obviously, a little bit of hyperbole there, but it was six, maybe something like that. Six years at Clemson, started as a walk-on. Another fantastic story from a wide receiver. Um, and he was the one that caught the walk-off touchdown uh, from Deshaun Watson against Bama in the 2016 National Championship. So he's been around a long time, and he's a really talented player. And he constantly is making, making waves in Oakland Raiders training camp by just being a hardworking, nose-down, talented route runner, pass catcher, you name it. He's done it. Uh, so I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully he makes a roster and has a prominent role with the Oakland Raiders this year. Also, that was my third rookie in a row. I'm sensing a, a little bit of a trend, but I'm going to cut it off here. Philadelphia Eagles, Zach Ertz. First off, married to a... Uh, United United States women's national team player, Julie Ertz, which is awesome in and of itself. Two, two athletes respected for their game, uh, you know, and being very good at what they do, which is really cool. He's a consistent player, 
uh, a security blanket for either Carson Wentz or Nick Foles, whoever's thrown in the ball. Uh, well, now that Nick Foles is gone. And he's also a great fantasy pickup, talented tight end. So that's my plug for, for Zach Ertz. If you're looking for a tight end in fantasy, go for Zach Ertz. He's on that, that tier one, in my opinion. Uh, you know, So after George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are gone, he's not a bad option. Next up, Pittsburgh Steelers. My pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, there was a lot of drama that surrounded the Steelers this past offseason, and you had to just turn off the TV completely to not hear any of it. But Juju was a guy that really separated himself uh, as above it. You know, he's, he's young and going into his third year in the league, um, but he really showed his maturity uh, in the way that he handled it. You know, he didn't let A.B. get to him. He stood up for his, his team. He, you know, said the right things. And I admire that uh, from him. And I'm excited to watch as he's the number one receiver now in Pittsburgh and see what he can accomplish because I think he's got big, big goals for himself, and I think he can accomplish it because he's a very talented player. Next up, we've got the 49ers. My favorite player on the 49ers is probably Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, we've heard a lot about what Jimmy can do, and we've even seen it showcased with the 49ers and some with the Patriots. But after an injury derailed the season last year, I think this is a big year for him. This is a year to silence all the haters saying that he is as good as advertised, and they've got talented offensive weapons for him. George Kittle, Marquise Goldwyn, Jalen Hurd is making waves, Dante Pettis, Tevin Coleman. There's a lot of offense and a lot of potential for a lot of scoring uh, for, in San Francisco, and hopefully Jimmy GQ can get it done. So favorite player in the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. Next up, we've got the Seahawks. And this is tough for me because I'm not really a big fan of the Seahawks at all, mainly their fans. Uh, you know, growing up in, in Spokane and Seattle area, hearing a lot of bandwagoners, and especially during the time where they were really good and really talented and had a strong defense and Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch, and they were going to Super Bowls. It was just mentally frustrating to me. But one of my favorite players is Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is an insanely talented linebacker, one of the last members of that, you know, legendary Seahawks defense that led them to so many Super Bowls. And he's just as good as all of them, if not better. And this year, he doesn't have the same talent that he's had in previous years. Obviously, the Seahawks traded away Frank Clark, so he's not there on the offensive on the defensive line anymore. And he's kind of on his own. Earl Thomas is gone. Richard Sherman is gone. There's not a lot left, but I'm excited to see what Bobby Wagner can do because, you know, he's a hardworking, high-character guy, and he's going to do a lot this year for the Seahawks. Next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My favorite player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, actually I didn't even know about until this year started, listening to a lot of podcasts, reading a lot of articles, one name kept, kept coming up in talking about the Buccaneers' offense, and it wasn't James Winston, wasn't O.J. Howard, wasn't Mike Evans. It was Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin played 57% of the Bucs snaps the past year, and he was in top 30 in all wide receivers in fantasy. So I made sure that he was a priority for me to grab, so I took him in both of the two drafts that I've already done, uh, and hopefully I can get him in a third. I'm not going to reach, but if he's there, that'd be great. And he was stuck behind Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Adam Humphreys. You know, he's the fifth receiving option if you don't even count running backs, but yet he made a name for himself, and he's only 23. 24. He's got a lot of, of years ahead of him, and I'm excited to watch him ball out this year, especially because I've got him on both my fantasy teams. All right, we're coming into the final two here. Next up, the Tennessee Titans, and I'm going to go ahead and go with Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry, I just love his size. I love what he's able to do with the ball. He's a very talented player, uh, fun to watch, just a great atmosphere to be around, just his physically dominant presence. 
And the Titans last year went into the season expecting Deion Lewis to be their number one back. And it's very difficult at the beginning of the year to really change minds when they've already made their mind up. And you've gone through training camp, gone through preseason games. Most of it should be set in stone. But Derrick Henry really set himself apart. In the second half of the year, he was the dominant back. He took most of the carries, was doing most of the work. Uh, and my favorite play will definitely is definitely that 99-yard touchdown that he ran. You know, a guy of that size with that strength and that speed, it's not seen much around the NFL now. And it's really cool that we get to watch a guy like that play. Last one here, Washington Redskins. I'm going to go ahead and go with Dwayne Haskins. Now, watching Dwayne Haskins in high school or in college really got me high on what he's capable of. He's got a big arm, threw 50 touchdowns last year for the Buckeyes, and I don't think he's done yet. You know, obviously, Case Keenan was named the starter. There's still pieces that he needs to work out in his game, but he was the 15th pick in the league for a reason. He might have even gone higher. He slipped, and the Redskins were lucky to have him. But they've got a lot of weapons the Redskins do this year. Darius Geis is coming back from an ACL injury. Dwayne Haskins is going to continue to grow. I mean, it's natural. It's, it's best to let him learn the offense, you know, talk to Case Keenum, talk to Colt McCoy, guys who have been there before, especially Colt McCoy because he knows the offense and really develop into the player that the Redskins want him to be because I think it's a steal at 15, and I think he could turn a lot of heads once he gets ready to go. All right, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for this podcast episode. If you guys have been enjoying episodes that I've been putting out, please feel free to give me a review on iTunes. Let me know how I'm doing, how I can improve, and what you like about the show. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. And I mean, having an audience is one of the reasons why I've got a podcast. So thank you all so much for listening. It's been great being able to talk sports. And I'm excited to get into the NFL and NBA seasons. It's been kind of a long summer just talking about hypotheticals and, you know, whatever random stories we could come up with. But I'm glad we've got a lot of football and basketball action to talk about. And I'm excited for this year. Thanks for listening, guys.